Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Philadelphia. Obviously, it is game seven day, as you guys will tell. But more importantly, the Philadelphia coming off of a decision day loss yet again. But we're going to talk about all that here today. I want to welcome everyone here to PHLY Union Podcast, your podcast for all things Philadelphia Union. Of course, I'm one half of your host, JP Zapata. Joined, as always, thankfully, by our dear <laughs> Renee Washington. Renee, it's going to be... A heartfelt episode. I'm sure we have a lot of opinions, a lot of emotions running wild. I know Philadelphia right now is very, very tense. But Renee, more importantly, besides the union, how are you today? Not great, actually. (laughs) It's so hard to be, it's so hard to be upbeat because I feel like Philadelphia sports right now, half of the half of the teams, I won't say all of them. Eagles, obviously a great win Sunday night. Flyers are starting off well. Sixers haven't officially started yet, uh, just preseason. But for the Phillies and the Union, the two shows that I get to talk about, um, <laughs> not great. Giving some great hairs here. Welcome in to you guys that are joining us. Spiral out. Nice to have you here. Jay, nice to have you here, I think. Um, yeah, it could be better. It could be better. If the Union were playing better, I would I would feel a lot more optimistic coming into this week. But honestly, honestly, I have no idea what to expect. And that's my motto right now for, like, a lot of things with the, with yeah. the Phillies and the Union. I just... I don't know what to expect. So uh, I was hoping that we'd come out of the regular season finale, a nice victory. We'd be feeling good. We'd see goals for the union, not against the union. We'd see them finally get three points. Obviously, still clinched the third spot in the East. Um, Excuse me. So I don't know. I could be better. I could be better. Yeah, yeah. So so obviously, they lock up the fourth, not what we anticipated there. But... I, I, first off, let's give a race to all our therapists in this area because the ones that got to be listening to us. But it, it's let's we're, let's focus on the union, right? It's it's yeah. not a good look right now, despite all the drama that we've gone through with all these players. We had the one thing to look forward to is the fact that these guys are well tested in this league, and it just feels like they're stumbling in. Yes, you don't want to stumble into these playoffs, and although. This Eastern Conference is wide open. This team does not look good. I'm on a mission here today, Renee. Oh? I'm on a mission to bring some type of optimism. Look, there's things to talk about, and I'm also going to vent as well about this New England match. Okay. But I'm talking about heading into this playoff, heading into this round with New England. I have some optimism. I, I'm feeling it, guys. I'm feeling it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring some of that energy to you guys as well here today. But, uh, no, let's, let's talk about this New England match first because that one was not fun. No, it was not. And we knew if the Union were to drop the game in the regular season finale, there was a chance they would face New England again in the playoffs. And here we are. Mm. That's exactly what happened. Um, You know, it was frustrating for a number of reasons because it was once again a time where the Union were up and were not able to hold on to the lead. Mm -hmm. And when you have your last eight games of the regular season play, half of those, four of those, 50%, 50%, one half, four out of eight, whatever you mathematically want to use to break that down, you end up losing or tying. 
It's unacceptable. This is the point of yeah. the season. You're supposed to be trending in the right direction. We don't want you peaking yet, mm-hmm. but we want you at least moving in the right direction. I see we've got Boston fan for life saying, go Revs. You've got to feel good if you're the, a Rev, you know, you're, you're a New England fan right now and you look at what the Revs did to, to win. But on the other side of the union, that's a game that you give away. That's a yeah. game that you should walk away with three points. It shouldn't be go Revs after that game. It should be <laughs> them being upset, not Union fans in, on Twitter and, and every other social media platform, nervous. So yeah. that game you talked about, Julian Carranza scoring, it happened. Carranza gets on the scoreboard <laughs> first. I was like, ooh, we actually talked about this on the show. It's exactly what you Your predicted. Your score prediction was almost right, but for the others. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, JP. I was not good. But thanks for the reminder. I predicted a 3-1. I did think that New England was going to get on the scoreboard just once. Um, and it was a 2-1 loss. So joke's on me because I was, as you said, semi-accurate, just on the wrong side. I just, this team, every time I feel like we have uh, figured them out, they they do something a, a little bit uncharacteristic, a little bit different. And I was very nervous going into yeah. the last game. I'm not going to lie, especially with all that happened and unfolded during the international break. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like the union were going into it 100% focused on the game. And I don't care how much they could talk about it in pressers and, and on social media and say all the right things. You're human at the end of the day, and it's hard to let that go and just go into it with a clear mind Mm -hmm. in a decision day game that allows you to lock up third where you now have all these other pressures of wanting to clinch third, wanting to finish on with a win, wanting to go into the playoffs with momentum, and you do none of those. Yeah, no, uh, I'm going to start off with some of the negative. You know, one thing we talked about during the preview was this team, this New England team, was on a three-game losing streak leading into decision day. And what's so frustrating about it? Yes, they get the goal, which I do want to give. I do want to commend Carranza because it was a great job of fighting for that. Because obviously, that's it's a goal. He's on. He's on his butt. He's on. He's horizontal. Yes, my fiance would say, and he just flicks the ball in, and that was a great job. But team on a three-game losing streak. Uh, where was the intensity from this team? Like I, I didn't see that. I saw a, a lack of intensity. There was no energy, and we all know when this team is playing with that intensity. When they're physical, it is so hard to beat this team. That New England side really didn't do anything so crazy. And I want to look at these goals real quick for New England, right? So you get the the, the first one off the PK, right? Right. And Damian Lowe, tough spot, but at the end of the day, why are your arms all the way out here, Damian? Like, what 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 is what is up with that? What do we normally see in the box? Yeah. Guys are in the box with their arms behind their back. You got to take the hit. Unfortunately, that's just the, that's just the role that you're playing, and you got to take that hit. So that one's obviously Bottle's going to put that in, and it is what it is. One one. The second one, again mm. on a counterattack, they counterattack you because off of a bad pass, sloppy play. They go on a counterattack. Bow again gets a nice shot. Andre Blake most of the time is saving that shot. But I can't kill Blake for that because at the end of the day, your defense has to help you out there. You got to keep Blake as clean as possible. And way too many times this year, we have relied on Andre to save us. Yeah. Andre is the man. Andre is the king. Andre can do no wrong. But you got to bail out your goalkeeper there. Yeah. And the second half, there, you know, the union had some opportunities. Obviously, Nathan Harriel, uh, goal that got called back in the sixth minute. That was controversial. But three shots on target, Renee. Like, the, the attack was 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 weak. You, you couldn't stop anyone as well. It, 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 it's just so frustrating. That was not union soccer. And Jim is talking about putting away fires. This team looks like they're distracted heading into the playoffs. And they are. Do we have the stats, Andrew? I was trying to double. No? Okay. Well, let's talk about the stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the union get out shot 11 to 16, mm-hmm. three shots on target, as you mentioned. And in all of that game, obviously one goes in. You generate three shots on target. Forget the fact that you actually got out shot because shots, that's the actual shot stat is, is, you know, can be misconstrued. The most important part is the shots on target. Yes. Because it's it's not enough to just get into the attacking third. And we talked about this on the show. It's not enough to just get in the attacking third and you're around the goal. The, the union have done that consistently. They have no problem getting into into the box. Uh, they have no problem possessing even. I mean, their, their possession has been consistent of, you know, every game where they're around half split with the other team, mm-hmm. um, the number of accurate passes and all that. But at the end of the day, you're not generating strong chances on frame. 
nothing else matters offensively yeah. because you're not going to score. Now you're waiting. I mean, look, Carranza's goal, great, gritty goal that, that he finished. That's a scrambled, broken play. You need – where are your goals in the run of play? I like that you were able to finish that because, yes, that is important too. Mm-hmm. But you also need to be able to get it done in the run of play. Able to combine up the up the pitch, find a nice runner, make a nice final pass, make a nice final goal. Yeah. But the union – absolutely look distracted because they are distracted and that's where it's frustrating that all of this is happening so much is hitting the fan right now at the wrong time yeah this team as you talk about the revolution coming in on a a losing streak should have been able to capitalize on that beat up on them they're already down they didn't do anything crazy either that's the worst part about this and i've been i feel like a broken tape record because i say (laughs) this all the time now this is like the common theme that i'm noticing it's the lack of intensity and the lack yes. of ability to capitalize. Like you need to have, it's, it's like you should be smelling blood. Like you should be going out to want to just beat up on them. Your eyes should be lighting up if you're the union going against New England, a team that has a keeper that was just making his second start. Yeah. You're, you're not even able to put pressure on him. They were missing key pieces throughout. And they're also a team, as you talk about, that's trying to get in the win column. Yet you go in and give them that win. But also, as you mentioned, in a game where New England didn't play fantastic, they didn't dominate or outplay no. the union. They just made the most of the two broken chances that they had and and kept the union at bay. And that's the frustrating part because now it only gets tougher from here. You've got to win a best of three series against the Revolution. You've got to then hope from there you know, what's next? Who are you facing next? Doesn't get any easier. So I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm, yeah. I'm very frustrated that the union have had so much expectation this season. And now it seems like they're beating themselves up yeah. on and off the field, essentially. Yeah, no, that you're spot on. Like I like Saturday, I don't put that New England won the match. I think the union yes. lost this match and kudos to the Revs because they obviously needed that. They put themselves in a spot to, to move up and they did move up one spot. Um, in the Eastern Conference, but I want to look at something else here. One of the big problems this year is the attack, right? So last year, that was historical attack that we put all, all mm-hmm. out there. 70 goals they scored. This year, Renee, we only have 54 goals. Yeah. Now, one of the big problems is obviously your big three took a regression in that category. Um, last year, Carranza had 20, I'm sorry, 14 goals, Gazak had 22, and Ure had 13. This year, Gazek has 14, and Carranza also has 14, while Ure has nine. The bigger problem, though, is after that. Bingo. Last year, Corey Burke had seven goals. Mm-hmm. Ali had six goals. So you had some contributions mm-hmm. besides the big three. This year, Jesus has three goals. That's cool. I mean, I'm sorry, Jose has three goals. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, but that's it. That's it. That's it. So, Who's the next? What's the next number? So you got you got th- four guys with two goals, and that is Glezis, McGlynn, Lowe, and Quinn Sullivan. And you got two center backs in there. <clears throat> I was going to say, I was going to say, please repeat that again because you you two. you skimmed over the most important part of those names. Repeat those names again. You have you have Jack McGlynn, Damian Lowe, Back. Jack Glezis, and Back. Quinn Sullivan. Forward. So of those four guys, I mean, McGlynn as a midfielder should be contributing sure, more. Also, sure. you've got only got two of them that are in the attack. So that's your t- that's your n- number five spot. Yeah. yeah, your number five is two center backs. Okay, yeah. Elijah Mendez. Exactly, disappointment is an understatement. <laughs> Go yes. ahead, continue with your thoughts. Yeah, shouts to Elijah. Shouts <laughs> to Boston Fan Club. I appreciate you guys coming in here. But no, that's that to me is the big problem, and this goes back to the all season that was. I mean, it is too late now, but it, it's hard to look at this attack and kill them completely teams know what they're doing yeah. like it's not crazy yeah. what they're doing and this is a lot of the problem and i know a lot of us want to kill gazak because of the pks that he scores which by the way you still got to make those mm, people want to kill ure because of the lack of goals he scored i'm conflicted with ure and i want to ask you about <laughs> this because when i watch ure out there off the ball he's extremely extremely important yeah. his movement is so critical to what we do but the lack of goals is important as well. This man makes the most money on this team. We went over the salaries last week. That Nine hard. goals, I'm sorry. It's it's not going to get the job done. And I, I, I don't know how you fix this in such short notice if you're Jim. How do you get some creativity out this attack? It is going to be a challenge, but you don't have a lot of time. And if you don't, we're going to be saying goodbye to the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a big part of that comes down to – also, when you look at shots, it's not great either. Um, 
you you're know, not getting good quality. You're not shots even getting shots. Mm-hmm. So shots on target um, in in 31 games. This is actually a pretty terrifying number. 31 games played for Julian Carranza. 33 shots on target. Yeah, that's about one shot on target per game. Mm-hmm. For for Daniel Gazdag, 32 games played, 29 shots on target. I'm not talking overall total shots. Shots on target. Yep. So you're getting less than one per game. Ure, you want to ask? 22 shots on target in 33 games played. Mm-hmm. It's just unacceptable, and it gets worse from there. That's your top three. So your best three attackers are generating, in total, about one and a half shots on target per game. That's not acceptable. Yeah. So it's easy to say this team, look, it's a shame because all this stuff that happened with Ali Bedoya and Kai Wagner almost gives – a cop-out as an excuse as to why they're not playing well, but it's bigger than that. If you take aside the off-field future of this team questions, this group has been struggling to generate attacks. And then on top of that, as you mentioned, opponents now are going into every game versus Union, just like they're going into every game versus LAFC, looking to knock off the team that was in the MLS Cup, the finalists and the champion. They want to beat them. There's a target on their back. And the union never were able to step up to that challenge and be able to be ready. And every single time you ask, it's about simplifying the game and they're trying to work through injuries. Okay, what are you actually doing to figure out your offense? Because at some point, you've got to be able to at least generate shots. We're not even talking about scoring the goals. And as you mentioned, a lot of them have come off PKs, especially for for Daniel Gazdag. How are you generating chances on goal? Mm -hmm. Getting in the attacking third, testing your opponent's keeper, putting the ball on net, making them have to make a save, making them have those hold your breath moments. It's not happening. No. And so it's it's frustrating because you cannot play 90 minutes of soccer day in and day out in every game and you're generating less than 3 shots on target. Yeah. I mean, 3 you you're against New England mm-hmm. decision day and you have 3 shots on target. Cool. <laughs> so uh, as an attacker myself, like that kills me to my core because your role is to Score, yeah. get assists, get generate corner kicks. At the very least, you're doing something to contribute. Okay, if you're not the one finishing, are you getting assists? I know the assists are eh. They're not as great either. Are you at least helping your team get services into the box, get corner kicks? What are you doing to help your offense? And yeah. that's the question these guys need to ask themselves. How are you helping your offense? Because now if you're putting the ball away, you don't have those counterattack opportunities where you're getting caught in transition and your three back gets exposed and they're finding the back of the net because you took care of business on your end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing, so decision day typically does not go well as far as I can remember for no. the union. And that's another bit, bit of a problem as well. You would like to hope to see them kind of step up on this decision day, but it didn't happen per se. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that was interesting, and I would love to ask Jim about this. So a lot of the attack did flow through the right side of the pitch where you have Harriel out there with Bedoya as that shuttler, right? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you would think to, to attack from the other side, you have Kai Wagner. Now, I wonder because, listen, I want to give kudos to Dewan Jones. He's had a fantastic year as a youngster for New England. Yeah, I don't sure. know if there was a respect over there because, obviously, if you have Kai that high up, you're now asking Dewan Jones and Noel, Noah Buck, who are two youngsters who are yeah. have a lot of energy, Possibly going up against Jack McGlynn and Damian Lowe, that could be a little bit scary. So I am curious how that went, but that was one thing that I noticed as well. So the attack was not the best. Another thing that I noticed, I hope I never see again. So your two <laughs> midfielders in the middle, you're holding guys. Hmm. You had Jack McGlynn and Alejandro Bedoya. Jack McGlynn, God bless that kid and that left foot of his. <laughs> not the fastest. And he's listen, he's improved defensively. But if you're going to put Ali Bedoya, who, listen, we're <laughs> we're expecting a lot out of this older player. And, Ali, we love Ali, but we all know what it is what it is. I did not like that combination. Mm-mm. And when you have a Carves Hill, who typically is going to go up against uh, El Brujo Martinez as that CDM, that he was feasting. And he was able to just, it was like a walk in the park for a Carves Hill yeah. pickup. Pass out to, <laughs> to out wide. And that, that to me, that's why I never want to see that again. And unfortunately, you kind of had to roll with this because of the suspensions and because of the injuries that you had. Um, but yeah, those are some other things that I noticed, especially with those two in the middle. I'm 
I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> well, while you guys are here and you're in, make sure you're hitting that like button too. Like, comment, join the conversation. Let us know your thoughts. Um, I'm going to come back to the midfield because Jillian in the yes, chat is like bringing a, a good point out, Moni, of a big issue being offsides. And you are correct. The union do lead the league with 90 total offsides. They're number one in the league. The next highest, Nashville with 82. And offsides has been a big issue. And when you also take a look at, I know I was just talking about shots on target. You want to know how many offsides uh, Carranza's had this season? Let's hear it. 29. Yeesh. Had just about as many shots on target per game as offsides total. I mean, obviously it doesn't break down one per game, but on average, the same amount. Like you cannot mess up your offensive flow because you don't have the awareness to look across the line and see where your opponent's defenders are. You have to be more aware. Every once in a while as an attacker, and I used to be a nine or a 10 or honestly, I played everywhere in the attack and you do want to play on your defender's last shoulder. So there's yeah. a gamble that you're trying sometimes to time it perfectly where you're making the run in as the pass is being made. So you're, you're very close, but you're onside and you're able to sneak in behind and now finish. But to be offside over and over again and lead the league in that is not a great thing no. because it's like every once in a while, yes. But that to me means you're not learning from it. You're not making adjustments. Either the pass has to be quicker or the run has to be delayed. You've got to loop it. You've got to run across. Whatever it is that you're tweaking, you've got to change it up so you're not offside. So I definitely agree with you, Julian. Absolutely and, and a disappointing thing there. Jose, welcome. Rainiel, welcome. I know, Jose, you're talking about Bueno and Martinez, the that's midfield. Key. That's the key. midfield is huge. If you have those two players playing where Ali McGlynn is, I do like the three-back set, to be honest, because those guys not only are stout defensively, but you know those guys can advance the ball and help with the attack. That was a big problem as well. That counterattack on Saturday, oh, it, it looked ugly. It, it was so ugly well, to it's, watch. It's predictable. Yeah, that too. It's slow. Um, and unfortunately... Like, a three-back does allow you to have... I, I do like Damian Lowe. I know Lowe's had his fair share of frustrating plays. But you want to find a formation that allows you to have your best 11 on the pitch. Mm -hmm. And I do think... I don't love a three-back. I've made that very clear on this show before. I've never been a fan of it because I know the other side. Mm -hmm. Like, as an attacker, especially if your opponent's in a, a three-front, but even with two, you're matched up one-on-one one -on -one with every back. So I'm not a huge fan because it allows you to get caught in transition, that second goal. Yeah. Where they can find that pocket between the outside of the five, that uh, your outside mid and your outside center back is technically what it is. But it does allow you to have all three of them on the pitch. So I like that because Kai Wagner can get up and back. Mm -hmm. Nate Harrell can get up and back. If it's unbiased or whoever it is. But in the midfield, you have to have playmakers. You have mm -hmm. to have guys that can read each other. Who's getting forward? Who's balancing you? So be quick important. in transition. Be, be creative. And I know, Jose, you're talking about the agility and grit. Also controlling the tempo. Your midfield is supposed to help you switch the point of attack, get forward. Those final third runs and passes that we're talking about comes from your midfield. Those final third chances comes from your midfield. So you can't attack just back line to front line. You need to bridge the gap. And midfielders, like we talked about on the other side, that are going to allow you to really stretch your opponents and unbalance them. So it's frustrating because Ali and Jack McGlynn are like the same player. Mm -hmm. One's just younger, one's older. Mm -hmm. But essentially, they play very similarly. They're not going to be the guys that you're relying on to score. They're the box-to-box -box possession types of midfielders. Yeah. They're the ones that are helping you just – they balance you. They can clog the midfield. They can stop transition. They can help you get forward. But they need to pick and choose their spots. You're not playing through them. Yeah. So you got to have Martinez, Bueno, healthy, stop – you know, suspensions, all these little things – you got to work around. Yeah. That's part of it, too. I mean, it's part of the game. So it will be key to have them back out there because they definitely were missed. I, I do like that Jim has embraced tactical flexibility. Yeah. And I do think that certain instances you do need to rely on a three-back set because of whether it be injuries or suspensions this year, this has been the best 11 that you've been able to roll out with a three-back set. Mm -hmm. But I, I've, I'm in agreement with you. I just like the 4-4-2 diamond. Um, I just like oh, the compact midfield. And I feel like with that, you're able to get more out of the players. One other key player to mention, um, I'm pretty sure he was on the... No, he was not. But... Oh, no, he was. Leon Flock. Yes. On the bench. What is his role, per se, going to be come playoff time? Because he hasn't played in, what, like two months now? Yeah. And, I mean, I don't really know the extent of the injury. He was expected to be back before the playoffs started. 
So how does Leon now fit into this rotation? Now, if you get Leon back, you get another defensive-minded midfielder, which will be huge, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Allie McGlennon here, and it's big for the rotation. But it'll it'll definitely be interesting how Jim kind of fits uh, Leon Flock back into the rotation. Yeah. And obviously, we all know Jim's moniker. You win your <laughs> spot in the, in during the, the, the practice week, so we'll see how Leon does uh, react to that. But it'll it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's someone that has been tough to not have in the midfield. Um, Just also for depth, you know, reasons, obviously. Like, that's what you need Flack for. Uh, It's it's tough to see McGlynn and and Ali have to be overextended. It's tough to see Martinez is not out there. Bueno is not out there. So you could just use him just for the sake of having another midi. But um, honestly, it's also tough the fact that he hasn't been playing, that now it's the postseason and you're coming back. Like, Like, you would love to have seen – more minutes. Um, obviously, he did get some time, but you'd love to see more minutes in the later part of the season that now come playoff time. We're feeling a little bit more comfortable that he can give you a consistent, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes if you need him to play a whole half. But now I don't know. I don't know. As a sub, I mean, he was decent, but we haven't seen him. Yeah. We haven't seen him consistently enough. Um, I know Jose, you're saying additionally services can't be an excuse <laughs> anymore. Yep. I look, look. I've played on a lot of surfaces back in my day. Just kidding. <laughs> there was a time that you had fields that some were like uneven and yeah. you would actually say, oh, we're going to go downhill in the second half because whatever. There were sometimes you had a big patch of dirt down the middle. Like they, these pitches, as much as we may not like turf, are way better. This is, we're not talking about a pitch that I was talking to um, a, another fellow women's soccer player and we were saying like okay. there was a time you used to also have a baseball field. Where the the soccer field was the outfield, and so sometimes as the ball was rolling towards the sideline, you were like rolling. It was like dirt. Those are NYCFC problems. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Like you don't have as many of those still exist, but it's not nearly as I much know. of that. It's it's changing. It's evolving. You can't have these excuses because there's two teams on that same surface. Yeah. So if it's gonna be a problem for me, it'd be a problem for you too. Yeah. And if they're able to work through it. The Reds are able to work through it. So can the union. Yeah. So it is annoying. Like there's enough of the excuses. Throw them out of here. Larry Jones, we're throwing you out of here too with the goat <laughs> diamondbacks. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, listen, I would not figure, now, Larry. I would figure he would say go Reds, right? You know, Larry, I know you're watching MLS too, right? Larry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to root against Philly teams, at least be in the right sport. But the thing is like with Jose's point, like I wouldn't even say that was a factor on Saturday. I just no. feel like more so than anything else. Like, where was that intensity? That's what's always missing. These guys lack that. Like, the the turf is what it is. And we obviously struggle in Gillette Field. But, like, just the intensity was not there for for 90 minutes. And that, to me, was a bigger problem. I can't blame the surface on that. And and that's what it comes down to. You've got to want it more. You know, when you line up against – soccer is a bunch of individual 1v1 battles. And you have to make sure you're winning your battle. Whether the ball's in the air – you're going 1v1 on the dribble, whatever it is. You're making a run in behind. You need to win your individual battles. And right now, for the union, they don't even look at times. Like, they want to win that individual battle. They do seem a little bit flat. They do seem off. And that's where it is frustrating that they've had all these other issues off of the field because yeah. mentally they're not there. And, and that's why you see the lack of intensity because you're you're thinking about way too many things. And you cannot play any sport, especially in soccer, and be thinking about other things you've got to be able to just freely have fun enjoy the match and just be focused on helping your team win but when your head's all over it shows and it looked like that and if they allow two more goals Renee we could be talking about an away playoff or to start off this round one away like no pitch advantage we talk about surfaces the Sioux, that that the <laughs> atmosphere, that's going to be a big key in this round one matchup here. Yeah. But real quick, because I know people are trying to find playoff tickets right yes, now. Yes, let them know. And so last minute, <laughs> you know what you're going to do, right? You're going to go down to Chester. You're going to hang out with moi. And then we're going to go together. We're going to go on to the Game Time app because you're going to be a first-time user as well. And right <laughs> now, when you use the promo code PHLY, you will get $20 off as a first-time user. So a big shout-out to our friends over at PHLY. Make sure you guys check out our friends over there. Use that, use that code. Use that Not code. Our friends well. at PHOI. I'm sorry, at uh, at game time. Sorry. Code PHOI. Our friends at PHOI too. We like game everybody time. here also. But yes, game time app. Um, yeah, it's time that it's we should be excitedly buying playoff tickets right now, but instead we're not. We're nervous because you have no idea what to expect. Mm-mm. And when you look at the bigger playoff picture, uh, 
listen, there's a lot of games in this postseason format. Obviously, the wild card games, which are happening today is Tuesday, right? So happening tomorrow because I never know what day it is. Um, <laughs> but then from there, after the wild card round, and thankfully the union, at least, at least, at least, thank goodness, guys, whoo, didn't set themselves up to be low enough where they're in a wild card situation because then things would really get wild, wild, wild. So at least able to get a home game, at least able to get into that first round of face against New England. Um, but it it's been crazy around the league. And when you look at the overall picture, some interesting things to keep an eye on. Uh, Charlotte punching their ticket home into, the, into a playoff spot crazy. for first. Uh, the Red Bulls ended their drought. was like one of the longest <laughs> drought not being in the playoffs in like sports history. No, no, so, so the thing is, is that for <laughs> Red Bull, like if you're a Red Bull fan, oh, I don't know man. how you feel today because the Red Bull have literally been the definition <laughs> of mediocrity over the past like five years. And we and, love that. And they have now made the playoffs 14 straight seasons. It's the longest run in MLS Cup playoff history. But, like, if you're a Red Bull fan, how do you feel about that? This team doesn't invest in players. They just want to build from the academy. It's it's an energy drink that pretty much controls your team. So I don't know how you feel if you're a Red Bull fan today. Yeah, yeah. The longest streak in all of Americans' men's professional sports, 14 straight seasons. But then what do you do after that? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if that, if that changes for them or not. We don't really carry the way. But just having their own a streak of their own. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty intense when you look at the matchups and this is the playoff picture that we've got so far. Um, wow. Which, which are you most excited about outside of the mm. union? Of course. Are we talking East or are we talking West? Of all, all, of all of them. It? Yeah. Um, I'll start here in the East. Obviously that Columbus Atlanta matchup is intriguing to me simply because I mean, there's going to be some attack. There's going to be some attacking football or soccer. Um, and obviously it with the round one setup. You're obviously going to have one in Columbus, one in Atlanta, and possibly one in Columbus there. So that is going to be intriguing. That West, though, is going to be a gauntlet for sure. It, it was a wacky Western Conference uh, run to the playoffs. You know, you have LAFC at the third seed. These are all going to be interesting matchups. Huge shots to Houston. Mm. Did a great job building that team. Ben Olsen gets exiled out of D.C. United, and he comes over, takes over Dynamo, and they're the fourth seed. Uh, they, they won um, the Open Cup as well. It's, it's going to be a fun playoff. And like we've talked about, Renee, this is a wide open field. Yeah. I mean, this is literally March Madness here, guys. You you, you pick your bracket. It's going to get busted. I, I, I promise you that. Um, I think we're going to see a wild MLS Cup. Could we see an eight seed in the MLS Cup? It's possible. I mean, listen, when you look at this bracket, of course, we still have the wild card games. That, so we still don't even know who's going to be facing off against the number one seeds. But, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable when you look at the fact that the Union could have to go through their FC Cincinnati. Obviously, first got to go through New England. Let's start mm -hmm. there. But then after that would be FC Cincinnati. It could be New York Red Bulls. It could be Charlotte. Uh, from there, who knows who's coming out of the other side that you would match up with. I'm actually very excited for that Orlando-Nashville matchup. I think that's going to be a cool one. And then actually both of the other sides, I'm Pretty interested in to see how Columbus and Atlanta shows down. But it is wide open. There's nobody you can clearly say, okay, yes, FC Cincinnati won the shield. Mm -hmm. But after that, there's nobody you can look at in this playoff picture and say, oh, they, they're going to run through to the MLS Cup. It's going to be a cakewalk. It's They're the favorite because on any given day, and we saw that even on decision day, anybody can get a result. Yeah, There's nothing predictable right now. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, I'm bringing the optimism today. Because okay. when you look at this bracket, does anything scare you about this bracket? Because for myself, I'm not worried. And again, I bring it back to decision day. We always struggle on decision day. That doesn't make an excuse for Sadly, the play yes. because that was unexcusable. But when you look at this team and the way they are built, obviously I'm a little worried about the depth. But Gaza, Carranza, Ure, Bedoya, Glesnes, Elliot. Blake, all playoff tested guys. And I, and I, those are factors for me that make me feel comfortable. I'm not worried about New England. Uh, Cincinnati, they they could be that team as a one-seed supporter shield winner who can get bounced early in the playoffs. Yeah, We've seen we've it seen before. We've ourselves. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, guys. Close to too close to home. I know we're all down right now in the fan base, and I get that. And I, and I know you guys are frustrated with the ownership group. But let's just give this a chance. 
And if we get bounced by New England, I'll be right there with you, ready to to burn down the front office and call for Sugarman's job. Don't want a pitchfork. <laughs> We're going in with our pitchforks. But like, I, I think we need to go into this with a little bit of optimism because this is not daunting at all. Mm. I'm here for you guys. I'm here. Positadelphia. Shout out to Father Ben. Positadelphia. My optimism's <laughs> out the window. Um, <laughs> I had it. Once upon a time, I was positive Patty, but... Thanks, Phyllis. You see what you did to my... It's hard. It's so hard to be positive anymore. But you can be positive over at Shady Rays, and you're going to find a great deal because Shady Rays will always have you covered. There's no... Ever... There's never any surprise when it comes to Shady Rays. You have a pair of sunglasses. You can get some snow goggles. You can just get anything year-round. If you lose them, if you break them, Shady Rays, for no other expense... We'll ship you a new pair. That's the beauty of it. So you want to talk about optimism? Well, I'm optimistically going to tell you that Shady Rays is a place where you can rock some great eyewear. It's all seasons. And when you're laying by the pool, headed down the slopes, wherever you're going, you always can have a pair of Shady Rays. So with that code PHLY, you're able to get a great discount, 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. If you buy two or more sunglasses, basically, you get 50% off. And again, you can try those shades. And if you don't believe me, you can believe the 250,000 people that have rated them with five stars because that's how great they are. That's a lot of people. That's a great ranking. And uh, Eugene Krabs is saying, JP, you're looking handsome in that fit. There you go. Eugene, if I could dap you up right now, I definitely would. I appreciate that. <laughs> Larry and Eugene, uh, regulars here. Nice to see you guys appreciate here guys. right now. Also, make sure you guys are hitting that like button, commenting, join the conversation. Um, and let us know your thoughts also. JP is optimistic. I am trying to get there. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors. There's a lot of factors. Right now, I'll just keep saying hi. There's a lot of factors because consistency. Yes. Being healthy. Mm-hmm. How you're going to play. What formation are you going to be in? Who's going to show up that day? Just a lot of question marks right now. And a lot of things that make me nervous. So... I want to be very optimistic because this is a team that has a lot of experience. We talk about playoffs, but also wants to get back. Obviously, you know, looking at last season, definitely not complacent with how obviously that everybody from the outside looking, it was like, whoa, that was like the greatest MLS cup game ever. It was awesome. Lots of goals, a shootout, but for the union, they're on the wrong side of that. Awesome. And they were on the wrong side of that historic MLS cup final. So they're not complacent. They want to get back. But then it just feels like every time we take like two steps forward, we get not, you see 10 steps back. Yeah. And though I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. So don't, I'm sorry, guys. It felt like the international break broke them. Okay. Okay. I felt like a deflating feel because that was a time you're supposed to be excited that you've got your guys off representing their respective countries. Mm-hmm. Other players get some time off. Maybe you get some more time with the family, you know, more time to do fun things, whatever. There's no games. You're supposed to be, like, kicking your feet up, relaxing a little bit more. And then it's like, poop, poop, poop. Just kidding. Here's some chaos for you. And then, poop, poop, poop. Here's some more chaos for you. So I cannot stand the fact that that international break, which is both, like, you think of break. It's like you're on vacation. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get a call that, like, your pipes burst. Yeah. And you have to rush back home or, like, Somebody's sick in the hospital and you have to leave. Like, that is what this international break felt like. Like, finally, the union had a chance to catch their breath a little bit. And then the Ali Bedoya thing goes down. And now everybody's up in arms and talking about that instead of talking about the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You're talking about the future instead of talking about the immediate future of the playoffs. So I am hoping I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And the good thing is, with this wonky playoff format, you just got to focus on one game. And you have basically a month. It's only 10 days, but it feels like a very long time that is before what? your next game. <laughs> so, like, I just want to understand this. So, we have our, our first match, right? It's going to be this upcoming Saturday on the 28th. And then the second game is on November yeah. 8th, a Wednesday. Like, I, I just, I, I, I personally just don't get that. So, like, I want to give a quick shout. I did uh, peek at Jonathan Tannenwald's article who did kind of break that down. So a couple things to remember. Obviously, in Philadelphia, we have a potential World Series that could possibly happen. Knock on wood. Um, and then, of course, we have the Birds, who are still in play. Uh, over in New England, they do share a field with the Patriots. So there are some other factors with American sports that could affect our time here. But should we be... How, though? Well, so because I, I do believe that the Patriots do have a game in place there. And obviously, you got to... 
maintain the, the field. This one's going to be in New England. Um, I think that the union as well would like to make sure that they're not in going on at the same time as the Eagles and the Phillies because they want people kind of paying attention with the union, ex- despite the fact that everyone is still paying attention over the on the Phillies and on the Eagles over the union. Um, it's just I'm trying to understand why we have 10, 10 days between game one and game two. Now, this may help the union because we just talked about fatigue and, and health. You could have those 10 days to kind of recuperate. And yeah, come who up knows with what will happen in those plan. 10 days at that break? That's just weird. <laughs> Straight up weird. Um, and, and shout out to our social media guy, Chris, that put together a nice graphic of yes. just the schedule for you guys if you weren't sure that you can take a look at. Because the other part is the MLS put out this window of time of when the games need to be played. It had to be played between October 28th right. and November 12th, which also I thought was bizarre because that's a very large window. Uh, so apparently they took full advantage of that full window and decided to take all of those days and um, make sure that they use the entire window of the best of three series matches. I don't I don't understand the the reasoning in general because the Patriots play on Sunday, November 5th, and okay. then the game would be November 8th, a few days later. Obviously, the union play at a whole different ballpark, so you're not you're not affiliated and, and worried about what's happening at the link or citizens bank park because Subaru park is a whole whole 20 minutes or so away, mm-hmm. but okay. Maybe, you know, maybe there's a reason why they decided to take their time. I know Jose, you're saying it's the fact that 60% of the league makes playoffs. You need to let everybody play. Yeah, they do. The league as a whole wants to spread the games out because of the fact that you don't want to have, let's say the union played both uh, the union and revs games are both in the same week okay. you win the first two you're done and you're waiting around for a little mm. long they try to keep everybody kind of on the same pace so i'm going to take it a step further and maybe say it's because they're not only looking at the patriots schedules and you know the respective city schedules but league-wide when can teams get their games in which is why they have that large window but also it's kind of like when do you prioritize the mls mm-hmm. like do you think the the nfl is sitting up saying oh there's mls games so we're gonna wait no like i understand but I don't understand because you are a major league. You are you are the top league. I could see, you know, Union 2 maybe moving around what's going on with the Union. But for the MLS to be moving around as a whole because you're trying so hard to fit in around every other league's schedules that now you have the playoff. The first round alone is over the course of two weeks. Yeah. That's ludicrous. Tell me another league that would do that. No, no, no. Anywhere, not even just in the United States, anywhere in this world. Where another league is saying like, oh, Premier League, we're just going to wait because <laughs> there's bocce ball going on. Like, I don't know. It's the first name, the first other sport that came to mind. Like, I don't, see, I don't see any other sport literally saying yeah. this is major. Come on. So Come on. I just looked over. So the, I don't like it. The longest like wait that a, a, a matchup has to wait is eight days. That's Orlando, Nashville. Um, that's it. So I, it's it's just honestly a little bit weird, but like I mentioned, it could potentially help the union here. It's just interesting to look at. And yeah, so here are the, here are the dates here, guys. So game one, as we mentioned, Saturday uh, at 5 p.m. at home. Game two, Wednesday in, at Gillette State Gillette Field at 7 p.m. And then if needed, knock on what we don't need it, but knock if on needed, what we don't need it for because the union won. Let's clarify that. <laughs> yes, okay, yes, that we won. <laughs> that we won. That's going to be on a Sunday at 3 p.m. Do we have a bird team that day? On a, on I believe. Well, um, okay, here's my other concern when you take a look at this. First of all, love the graphic. Love the details. Um, it's a 10-day break between game one and two, and then a nice, quick four, four day, yep. after that. It just is like, what What are we doing here? What are we doing here? It's just, it's a lot going on. The Eagles do not play on the 12th. That's a bye week. So they play the Cowboys November 5th. Okay. And then uh, they have a bye week, and then their next game's against the Chiefs the week after. So, okay, okay yep, yeah, playing November 12th helps, but it is just annoying um, to drag it out. I know, Jose, you're saying letting people subscribe if they're only going if they're only going to watch for playoffs. It just is too much. This, this whole stretch from October 28th to November 12th should be about two rounds that you get done. There's no reason why you can't go Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. Or, or weekend, week, you know, weekend, Wednesday, Thursday, weekend, Wednesday, Thursday. So, yeah, Eugene Krabs is saying the same thing. The Eagles have a bye week that week. But we shouldn't even have to worry about that. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew, for showing us the schedule. We shouldn't have to worry about that because yep. it's the MLS. Mm-hmm. I understand 
They're very focused on who's watching, how many people are subscribing. Yes, it's a business. We get that. But this season, as we already have talked about, the longevity of all these games are going to drag it out even more. Yeah. That the first round is literally going to take you from Halloween to Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> You go from like round one in your Halloween costumes, game one, to round one if you need a game three, and you're you're already yeah. you're already buying your turkey. But we know, but that's the truth. But we know damn well if it was messy, it would be a priority to play whatever you wanted it to happen. It's just my like you're literally gonna go from trick or treating with your kids, yeah. watching the union play, to possibly now buying your stuffing and turkey. For the, the final game of the round. It's just mind-boggling. But there's no way anybody else would do that. So I understand. But again, I don't understand. I'm just not. Absolutely. Clearly well, not a fan. Well, now that I'm hungry because now we're going to talk about my favorite <laughs> stuffing. Um, I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, after Thanksgiving is Christmas, right? So why not get some merchandise, some memorabilia for your loved ones? Uh, we are proudly also sponsored by FOCO. FOCO is the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessory, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and much more. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are hooking you up with the code PHLY for 10% off. Make sure you guys check it out. I've been telling you guys, I'm definitely going to check it out for some, some of this Union playoff gear. Obviously, we got Sixers and Flyers gearing up. Um, I'm lacking a lot of Kelly Green as well in the closet, mm. too. So I'm definitely going to be checking it out. Make sure you guys check out our friends over at FOCO as well. And if you buy merchandise... Game one, it'll be delivered by game three, and you'll have it in time basically for New Year's because that's how long this playoff is going to take. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just, it just, October 25th is the first wild card match, and the MLS Cup is December 9th. I know. It's going to be a very long time. And the, you know what? It's a you know, very long time. But you know what's frustrating? Like, I can get over this, but can we come up with a consistent schedule? Because we've been switching over the past couple of years. Obviously, that's the issue. That's more my issue. You can't control COVID. That, that's an anomaly of a year. But, sure. like, you got to come up with consistency. You ask NFL fans, NBA, NHL, MLB, they know what to look forward to when that it comes part. to playoffs. We created a moniker here. It's Red October. We can't do that in Philly. It's Blue October. It's a Blue November. It might be a Blue December. We don't know. You can't even come up with a, a catchy hashtag because you don't know what month it's going to be in. And last year, if we remember, November 5th, 2022, uh, yeah, the fateful day, that was the MLS Cup. And round one won't even be done by that same time. As you mentioned, every year, it's always the Super Bowl is like the second week. It's right around Valentine's Day. And the NBA All-Star Weekend is actually usually, is it before or after? It's after that. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Super Bowl is usually then All-Star Weekend. You know that the NBA Finals is always going to happen. You know what's At the expect. same time in June, um, you, like mid-June-ish. It's always the same. It's always the same. But then there's the MLS. And I understand World Cup and, and international breaks in general have caused the league to have to always change. But even that's a concern, and that's a whole other topic because there are so many reasons why the MLS and the NWSL is in the same exact boat right now where they have a break coming up. You just had these breaks in, the, in pivotal parts of the year, and now the season's extended, and now you're going into December, January, February at this point. You're just, you're, you're just playing all the time. Even the format has been changing. We've had different formats yes. over the past couple of years. It's just too confusing for the consumer. I mean, we got to come up with something. Just stick to something. I don't care what it is. Just stick Pick to it. something. Pick something. I don't like, I mean, I know, Jose, you're saying that 2028 can't yeah. come soon enough for the MLSPA to be able to have a, Lots gotta change. a chance to figure out the CBA. Yeah, a lot needs to change and fast because it just, I actually, what makes me the most irritated is it's not player focused. In my opinion, all of these decisions are what's based for the business side, the consumer side. And again, we understand sports are a business. Yeah. We get that. We live that. We know that. But when you're now making decisions on playoffs and when games are going to be, where games are going to be, how many games you're playing, money, all these factors that we've talked about on our show alone and that everybody else has talked on in their respective shows, it's all about the bottom dollar. Again, I know that's what moves the needle, but... At what expense? Because now you have more injuries are happening. Yeah. More players are frustrated. They're mentally fatigued. Right now, the playoffs is literally just a survival of the fittest. That's what it comes down to. Which team can stay the healthiest and can last his rat race into the MLS Cup? Because it's not about who's the most talented, you know? So it's like, where, when do you figure out? And I don't know if all these deals, I, I, I think the Apple TV deal has been great. You know, there's making all this 
movement and positive movement, I should say. But at some point, you have to lock in on what is the MLS? Like, we know, again, NBA, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get best of seven series. NFL, you're going to get wild card round. You got divisional, and it works on through there. Major League Baseball, same thing. Like, the MLS needs to establish an identity because as you're trying to grow the game, you're doing a disservice to fans, players, coaches, because they have no idea what the MLS is about. Because every year is completely different. One year you're done November 5th. The next year you're done December 9th. Yeah. And the next year might be who knows when. So it just needs to be some consistency for everybody's sake that now players can mentally and physically prepare. Fans can mentally and physically prepare. Front office. Everything has to be just much more organized. It's helter-skelter, it feels like. Yeah, it's 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 a little it's a little messy. You know, every year we don't know what messy. to expect um, for these players. It's tough, and every decision you make, you got to remember, like we are a vastly growing league, and that's part of the issue as well. We're we're growing Correct. way too fast. There's and, expansion. Yeah, expansion is with well. some interesting locusts. <laughs> but there's expansion. So, like, you have guys like Griezmann and Suarez, Luis Suarez, who have interest in coming to this league, and. You, you got to be an organized league. And I know it's tough because we're moving quickly as possible, but we got to make sure we lock these just just scheduling, like a consistent scheduling. scheduling. That's that's literally what we're talking about right now, scheduling. We're talking about scheduling. That's it. <laughs> Not the game. Not, Not the game. game. <laughs> just scheduling. That is it. Well, you also can make sure that you're scheduling properly over at DraftKings of what your face you're betting on. Excuse me, words. Um, because DraftKings, especially as the Major League Baseball playoffs are going further and further and nearing the World Series, hoping the Phillies are going to be headed to the World Series, Please. of course. So uh, you can head over to DraftKings Sportsbook and get in on all the action. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, you don't have to miss a moment of all of the baseball fun. It's even more fun when it's the Phillies, of course, playing. But what are you waiting for? You can download the app today and at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, using code PHLY, all new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 in anything on baseball. So only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHLY, the code's on your screen. Again, it's always the same code, P-H-L-Y. The crown is yours. If you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for gambling problems. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boohoo Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Gotta be 21 plus, age does vary by jurisdiction. It's void in Ontario, and you can see dkng.co slash baseball for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. So it's things are heating up at the ballpark, but things are also heating up in Major League Soccer. And not just for reasons because the scheduling is all over the place, but because the union, as of now, we're going to put the regular season behind us. I'd focus on, on this weekend, mm. right, JP? We're going to be positive patties, and we're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. This is fine. Um, but it is great because, again, it's a new – as much as the scheduling's annoying, you get a break-ish. Yeah. You get a nice week to now reset, refocus, hopefully a nice drama-free. <laughs> you get to work through your training routine. You get to work through your usual, like, daily things that you need to be ready to go. And against the revolution – you know, take care of business. I will say the one thing I think I'm slightly encouraged on is the fact that with a loss to the revolution in the regular season finale, it does increase your chance. It's hard to beat a team three times, four times. Um, so for the fact that the union lost that game, okay, go in the next two. Yeah. Done. Yeah, and, like, I think the big key heading into this one, obviously game one you'll be at home. That's obviously going to be huge. Huge. You talked about that was one of my big ones as well as the fact that you did lose just like last Saturday. You're going to come back this Saturday to play them again. I think that's going to be crucial as well. But the midfield, you know, I, something like like that, the smallest is a midfield. But yes, like having Brujo back is humongous. Yeah. He's going to be able to change the way the, the, this match looks. God, Liz Heal is not going to be able to, you know, lollygag through the midfield and have some easy Picking passes. Picking and choosing. Yeah, literally. Um, and I and I hope that also does awaking the, the, the front line as well with guys like Carranza and Urre. So I, I do feel that switching over to the playoffs, things are going to look a little bit different. And yes, things get intensified. Doesn't matter what league it is, what mm -hmm. sport it is, playoffs are playoffs. And if you're not ready for this moment, then don't show up and play because it, it's going to be rocking at Subaru Park. 
We've been selling out almost every single match there. We're going to sell out this Saturday. And I don't know, I don't know what the forecast is, but I'm sure people are going to be ready to go at, at 8 a.m. just like last Sunday with the birds down yeah. there. And, um, and it's it's I, I really feel confident they're going to get the job done at least Saturday. We'll see what happens the rest of the way. Obviously, playing in New England is not easy, but I I like I like our chance Saturday. We're going to take care of business. Well, I love the fact you talk about the weather. I was just took I was taking a quick sneak peek. I'm no <laughs> meteorologist. I was terrible as a meteorologist, but it's going to be a high of 81, sunny, not a cloud in the sky with a low in the 60s. So to me, great day to go watch some soccer. Great tailgate great weather. Beautiful tailgate weather. I know people have been a little bit iffy based. I know we were talking about this before the show. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's as excited to go buy tickets because they're frustrated with the union. Yeah. But this is when the real season begins. And I know Jim has talked to us about that and talked to, you know, in press conferences about that, I should say, about just understanding what the regular season means and what the postseason means. Mm -hmm. And it's time to take all the things they've learned. This is a group that's had to face a lot of different challenges they've worked through it injuries suspensions different formations yes. um, a lot of different combinations too also which as a coach you're typically trying to figure out which combinations work best together so hopefully now jim and the entire staff have a good sense of what that looks like and i don't have a sense of this rotation though like what are you well, gonna come this bench we're gonna play leon flock wasn't played in like two months like I, that's like a huge question mark that's what i'm saying i hope they had the, the rotation the combinations figured out because i'm not that confident but hope is what i'm gonna go with i'm going i'm leading with hope um listen it's just it's scary there's still a lot of question marks yes and it does help obviously having martinez back um Obviously, the midfield in general needs to be better. Yes. And so if they can figure out starting there, Gazda can get going. Hopefully, Julian Carranza can can play well. Ure can play well. And the rest of the season can follow plays. But I'm I'm not I'm trying to I'm really trying to talk myself into optimism here. But I think by the time we do our pre our preview show that we're gonna do later this week, I'll be feeling better. Yes. Because we do I have a preview so. show. Obviously, it's only Tuesday. We've got some days to fully digest this past weekend. And then before Saturday's game, we'll have a preview show later this week um, that you guys will be able to tune in to check out. So fingers crossed. I'll yeah. be I'll be more on your wavelength by then, JP, because <laughs> right now I, it yeah, ain't we're, happening, we're, Captain. We're, we're going to get there. We're <laughs> definitely going to get there. Well, we'll get you guys ready for it as well. Uh, we do have a couple minutes before we sign off. I want to take a quick second. Um, so over the past couple of days, we did have a passing in the Sons of Ben family. Um, Dan Gorman passed away um, on an unfortunate electric bike accident in Colorado. Um, I just want to give a quick thoughts and condolences from everyone here at PHLY uh, to the Gorman, to Gorm, Dan Gorman and his family. Um, I watched that Sons of Ben documentary. Like I think I, when I came out, I was probably like in my early 20s. And I remember feeling inspired by what those guys have created. And it was the likes of Dan who created that. It was not easy back then in a city crazed with sports, but soccer was not it. And these guys did it. And mm -hmm. Dan was part of that. And to pass that in a way like that is so heartbreaking. So I just want to give my thoughts and condolences to the Dan Gorman family. Um, it, it was it was heartbreaking seeing that. Um, I like a lot of with those OG SOB members, just because they were always so open, you just feel like a piece of your family just, just went away. So yeah, thoughts and condolences for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's as much as we get frustrated talking about soccer and sports in general, you know, every once in a while you have those moments that remind you that it's so much bigger than that. The connections, the community, the people that you meet along the journey and, and that you get a chance to share these laughs with, the cries with, you know, you just hate to see them have to, anybody's family have to deal with a tragedy like this. And so definitely our condolences go out. And, you know, for, for everybody in the union community to continue to make sure that you're, keeping them their family in prayer and thoughts and supporting them, especially yes. when you see them. But also just a reminder that when we are at a Subaru park, regardless of results, regardless how things go, making sure that we're taking time to enjoy it together. Yeah. Like that's what sports is about Amen. bringing people together. You talk about that documentary and what sons of Ben have done to really be able to rally the union fan base and create establish and create it. It's, it's needed to have such a tight knit community that, Wherever you go, you see somebody rocking a union sweatshirt or whatever, you're like, that's family. That's and I family. always jokingly say it, but every Philly sports fan base feels like a family reunion yeah. because we cheer together, but we also mourn together. And yeah. so definitely want to give our condolences and our prayers and well wishes and hope that, um, you know, they can 
stick together as a family yeah. to, to work through this tough time. I hope the union do get the message. Um, I'm, I'm sure Sons of Ben will do something special Saturday yeah. for, for Dan. Um, but yeah, it, it was a heartbreaking me uh, message to get there. But yeah, thoughts and condolences again. And um, thank you for everyone who brought to my attention as well. Yeah, definitely. Our thoughts go with Dan's family at this time. And <clears throat> on those somber, somber note, um, you know, want to just remind you guys and thank you for always tuning into the show because hopefully we're helping him make your community that much better and help you enjoy talking about sports and weighing in on the union and results and playoffs and decision day. Uh, because at the end of the day, whether it's us sitting here or our producer, Andrew, or you guys in the chat, Eugene, Jose, um, Larry, whoever it is, fans, foes, friends, opponents, you know, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank we really do appreciate you. We are family. I feel like I should be like singing that song now. Um, but it's always good to have you guys with us. And it's always good to have you tuning in. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, yes. following. We Smash have more it. content coming up this week leading into Saturday's playoff game and then more around the playoff game down at Subaru Park so stay tuned for all the great things that JP and I will be sharing around the union at the time to win JP it's time to win uh, let's yes. get it going come on boys we'll see you guys next time here for more on PHOI union podcast have a great rest of your day from us here let's go uh, Phillies today close out please and then we can root on and cheer for the union this Saturday see you guys next time dupe Thank you.